Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lessons for My Kids. So, in the past, I've given you guys a lot of uh, reports on things that I've read, uh, which was actually the start of this podcast. It's it's why I, I started it, really, was that I was learning so much from reading and podcasts and you know, watching TV or watching documentaries or listening to other people. Um, and so today, I actually was thinking about my work life. And what came about was I found an article that talked about eight one-minute habits that will make your coworkers see you as a leader. And I started thinking about my kids and what makes a good leader. All of us have had good bosses. We've had bad bosses. And I know I've talked about that before. Uh, We've had good coaches, bad coaches, teachers who were inspirational and teachers who didn't really even know their topic. Um, So for today, in thinking about these one-minute habits that will make your coworkers see you as a leader, uh, I wanted to share uh, these eight points just because We have the ability to be leaders within small group projects. We have the ability to be leaders for uh, if we're in retail or food service, we might be shift managers or we might just be a lowly employee, but we can actually still be a leader while in those roles. And so the lesson for my kids is to show them, hopefully, that there's more to being an employee than just being an employee. Uh, if you know what I mean, it, you know, showing up to work and just going through the daily tasks is fine for most people. Uh, but if you're going to try and get promoted, if you want to become a manager, if you want to become a director or vice president, maybe if you want to own a company, there are certain aspects of work that will help you to be in be seen as that leader uh, type role. So um, as I read through this, I I saw a lot of interesting points, and we'll get to those in just a minute. Um, But when you really think about what leadership is, you don't need me telling you what what these points are. These will will point out a few things that you may not have, have paid attention to, and it will open your eyes to people around you. Uh, Again, coaches, teachers, uh, bosses, um, and others maybe in your community like like your political folks like your mayors or your church or synagogue or, you know. But really, it's interesting because when you start looking at those people, and I did, I started thinking about each one of those roles, people even in your family, that the leader really does embody a lot of these points. Um, there might be some others, and you know, you might find some other articles, you might might get some other lessons from elsewhere that are worthy of reviewing. But also take the time to think it through. You know, if, if you've got somebody who's a dictator uh, type manager or coach where it's their way or no way, you know, is that truly a leader? But on the other hand, if you have somebody who just keep saying, well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And then implementing all of your thoughts. You know, maybe they're a weaker leader. Um, 
maybe they're just somebody that pulls the team together for a, a short bit, um, but really isn't leading anything. So when we get into this, um, you know, you don't even have to have the title of leader, as I mentioned. You could be an employee, but because of the way that you handle yourself, the way that others see you, you could be put into that leadership role. And I've had that before personally where you're in a meeting and the person who pulled it together says, well, I just I just scheduled the meeting. It wasn't my role to put together an agenda. It wasn't my role to put together, you know, what the what the points were of talking. I was just here to, to schedule it. Well, that doesn't make them a leader. That just makes them a scheduler. Um, so I've stepped up in some of those calls and said, well, what's the focus of this? And once we had the focus of the, of the meeting or the call, then it was, okay, well, let's do a quick brainstorm and figure out what it is we want to accomplish. Uh, and then from there, we came up with action items uh, and then scheduled a follow-up call later on uh, to uh, discuss what we had uh, done as far as those action items. Did we finish them? Did we need help with them? Uh, so on and so forth. But uh, there are times when, when we have to be those, those people that step up. So getting into this, um, the one-minute habits that will make your coworker see you as a leader, the first one is praise your colleagues. Um, walking in and putting everybody down just is not cool. (laughs) Let's put it bluntly. Um, When you give somebody praise or when you receive praise, usually that makes you sit up a little bit taller or stand up a little bit taller in some cases. It might make you become a little more vocal uh, because you were called out uh, by getting that praise um, or somebody thought enough of you and your work to uh, call it out and and bring it up in front of others, which, again, that tends to bring up uh, activity within a call or a meeting or on a team. It gets people a little fired up if they're playing in sport uh, to play a little bit harder, maybe be a little faster, try a little bit uh, more. Um, the next item, uh, number two, is pay attention. You know, if you're... If you're sitting in uh, in a meeting or you're at a practice and you're really not listening to the coach or you're not listening to your colleagues talk, you lose track of where you are in the meeting uh, or you lose track of what the purpose of, uh, of getting together was. So pay attention. And what's interesting is when you start paying attention, it gives you a better sense as to the direction. And do you have other ideas that can be brought up that make whatever someone's talking about, you know, make it better? Um, do you have other ideas or other directions that you could go that might be, might be better for the team or the organization? Um, so since this is based on coworkers, when you pay attention, uh, you might have, have a whole different take on something than somebody else. So having that difference of point of view. But that brings us to number three, and that's as wait until others have finished speaking. Even though you're paying attention, you've praised your coworkers, it's important that we uh, give them the chance to finish their thoughts 
and finish speaking before we speak next. It's just respect. Um, it's a sign of, uh, of, of respect, really, for our coworkers. Um, and we've all dealt with it, where people have talked over us because they think they're more important or they've got uh, this idea that they just have to get out. Um, but, you know, if you, if you let them finish, even if you disagree... Uh, it's important to let them finish their thought and then go in and say, that's great. Here's my thoughts on it. Here's my take on it. Here's uh, how I think it could be made better. And it's not always to put them down or to disagree, which will happen. Uh, it's okay to disagree with people from time to time. But it's also important to be able to try and say, you know, I like that idea. Maybe we could try this to make it a little bit better. And that's how great ideas come together when the, all those minds uh, start working and coming up with solutions. The next thing, number four, is keep your cool. Um, I've been in meetings where people have just gotten so angry at each other and it's not helpful. It really does not bring any anything of uh, any positive uh, aspect to it. When you get angry, it's very hard to change somebody's mind because then they start digging in. They start saying, well, you don't like me. They start taking it personally. Um, but somebody who keeps their cool, especially in a, in a job situation, if you can say, look, I, that's a, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't agree with your approach or I don't agree with this project, when you stay calm, people will listen to your reasoning. They'll listen to what it is you have to say, and you might be able to change some minds. When you get angry, people stop listening. They shut down and they become defensive. So do your best to keep your cool. And then five is think before you speak. Um, you know, people have, have told me about my podcast that sometimes I'm just rambling, which they're probably right. I probably do ramble sometimes a little too much, but... If you think before you speak and you get some semblance of, of a pattern of what you want to say first, second, third, um, and put it in a nice order that's understandable, uh, people are more receptive because one, they don't want their time to be wasted, especially in a job situation where they've got just too much going on. They might have other meetings to go to. They might have other projects that they're working on. They don't have time to sit and listen to you ramble. So with that said, I'm going to move on to number six is follow through. Uh, this is a key aspect in any work situation. I've had a lot of coworkers and um, I've been on a lot of committees where people have a lot of talk, uh, but their action items never get done. And for some reason, people keep inviting them to meetings, even though they know no actions will ever get done. But if you are, if you're given an action item, you know, write it down. Make sure you follow through with whomever was in the meeting to say, "Hey, this was what I was supposed to do. These are the steps that I took. This is what I did uh, to complete that action." <clears throat> Seven is make eye contact when you are talking to somebody and you know that they're listening. Their eyes are matched with yours. 
Now, you can take a break from looking at somebody and, and look at the floor, look at the ceiling, look at the wall, look away for a moment. But come back to that eye contact. Excuse me. <coughs> um, and if it doesn't come natural to you, practice it. Practice talking to somebody and having eye contact. Now, it's not staring at somebody eye to eye for 5, 10, 15 minute conversation. But it is important and it's thoughtful when you can look at somebody. They know that you're listening for the most part. Your mind might be wandering a little bit, but... Really, when you're looking at somebody, um, if they're rambling, that's one thing. But if they're really talking to you and asking you questions or you're asking questions and they're looking at you, it's a true conversation that will hopefully have the outcome that you're hoping for. And then last, number eight, trust your gut. Your intuition is one of the best resources you have, according to this article. Um, It really does guide you. If something does not feel right in your gut, it's time to walk away. If, you know, if there are certain decisions being made and you feel comfortable about it and you're, you're not getting any uh, ill will feelings, um, things tend to work out pretty well. Um, but it's when you don't feel like something's going in the right direction or somebody's doing something immoral or unethical, um, you know, that's the time to walk away. So anyway... If leadership's your goal, according to this article, these are the habits that you can't overlook, and this is how real leaders act. And you'll see this as you as you get through life and you work in different jobs and different companies. Again, you probably learned a lot of this playing on sports teams, um, having teachers, being in different activities and organizations. So you've seen a lot of this, but it's when you get into work these really will start shining. And if you want to be a leader, again, praise your colleagues, pay attention, uh, wait until others have finished speaking, keep your cool, think before you speak, follow through, make eye contact, and trust your gut. And with that, that's another episode of Lessons for My Kids. And to my kids, I love you. I hope these lessons um, will actually help you somewhere down the line. And if you ever want to, um, you're welcome to come back and replay these at any time. Until next time, I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks.